Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. We're going and coming through today from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 19 and verses 1 through 6 are where we are coming from on today. Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 6. When you found it, say amen. If you're still looking, say, help me, Jesus. There we go, man. The Lord loves honest people who need his help. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. And because the word of God is the authority in our lives, let's stand in reverence to it as we read it. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. Amen. And it reads, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through verse 2, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. That just doesn't make any sense. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Verse five, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him by name, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today, my Lord. Verse six, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Pray with me and for me for a while as we talk over the topic, come down from your tree. Come down from your tree. Father God, I stretch my hands to thee and no other help I know. For if today, O Lord, you would remove yourself from me, this shirt would fall to the stage as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And yet, O Lord, you've allowed this moment to take place. And so, Lord, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. Let only your glory be seen. Let someone choose you today. And now, Lord, consider their hearts and enable your servant to speak your word boldly. Stretch out your hand to perform great signs and wonders through your holy name. Through Jesus' name, let the whole church say amen and amen. You may be seated. Come down from your tree. Many individuals who have been in vacation Bible school, Sunday school, and Sabbath school will remember the chorus very clearly. Sabrina, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to. And as the Savior passing by, he looked up in the tree. And what did he say, Grace? What else? Come down. 
for I'm going to your house today. But just imagine, if you please, Zacchaeus chose not to come down. That after looking into the face of this man that he had some curiosity about, he chose to stay in his tree and not come down. Just imagine that he had the opportunity to meet with divinity in the physical form and still decided in that moment, I see him, but I'm not coming down, Marilyn. That he got a chance to look into the eyes of the Savior uh, and see there was grace, see there was mercy, see even, if you please, the miracle that he even knew his name. Luke doesn't give us the idea that uh, Zacchaeus had already met with Jesus in the middle of the night, similar to a Nicodemus meeting of Jesus. It literally says that he knew Jesus was coming. He decided, I want to see him, and so I'm going to go see him, and he made it possible that he could see him. And when he gets there, Jesus looks up in the tree as if it were planned. I see you, Zacchaeus, come down. I want to suggest to you that it was this miracle of Jesus calling Zacchaeus by name that intrigued him even more. It had to be the fact that he knew exactly where he was when all through Zacchaeus' life, most people looked over him in the physical form, because the Bible actually says, Marilyn, that he was a short man, but they give us a few other uh, things going on here. Not only was he short, but he was a tax collector. I do not enjoy the IRS. Any witnesses in the building? Few states we not like to live in because the taxes in those particular states are just uh, outrageous. And a few states we want to live in because the taxes are not outrageous. I remember in New York, we would buy gas and shop in New Jersey because the sales tax there was virtually none. Uh, but uh, here in this particular story, the Bible tells us that he was a tax collector. So I'd like to submit to you today that people looked over him because he was short and they looked over him because of his profession. Zacchaeus would come and knock on the door. It's time to uh, return, uh, pay your taxes. Can't say return. We return a faithful tithe. They paid taxes. When they paid taxes, the Bible also says something else about the tax collector that just doesn't sit right with me, Regina. It, it doesn't work for me. So uh, I'm, I'm bothered by the fact of this, what, what the Bible says here about Zacchaeus Carroll. It, it, just, it just leaves me a bit unsettled. I'm, I'm, when, I, when I look at this part, George, it just, just doesn't work for my psyche so much, Sam, because simply, Nicholas, the Bible says he was a tax collector and he was wealthy. 
that just doesn't work. That just doesn't make too much sense for my psyche. Maybe, maybe I'm an insecure person. I'm just kind of being vulnerable up here. But you being a tax collector and wealthy all at the same time just means to me you charged me too much money on my taxes. I'm just, I just, I'm just, can, can I tell the truth? I, I just feel like you a tax collector, I'm a tax collector. I mean, I, I'm, I'm paying taxes. How much money was my taxes for real? I love that taxes are a public record when you go to pay your taxes on your house and things of that nature. Because when I get the bill, Adam, I'll be, I'll be looking at the bill. I'm going to see, make sure you're not charging me. That's my property doesn't end there. It ends over here. I shouldn't be paying, you know, I scrutinize. Anybody else just... Want to make sure the tax collector only gets what he's supposed to get. And I look at this particular thing and I say to myself, Zacchaeus had a few reasons to be up in this tree. And some of those reasons are very clear. The Bible says that he was short. Uh, but when we look deeper into the text, I bet you no one out there wanted him to be next to them as they were looking to see who Jesus was themselves because he had just come from their house collecting taxes. So as he's meandering through the crowd and he's trying to get a chance to see who Jesus is and understand who they had been talking about and who this great man was, he was coming there to a place where people did not like him and the safest place for him to be was in the sycamore tree. I'd like to suggest to some of us today that many of us find it possible that the safest place for us to be might be in some of the trees you and I find in our lives to help us feel safe around us. It's possible that we could be in different kinds of trees, maybe not just because of our professions, but because of some crazy things we have done in our past lives. And so uh, uh, many of us are in trees of guilt and trees of shame and trees of lies and trees of self-pity. I would even offer to say some of us are in trees of alcohol and trees of pride and trees of guilt simply because, hear me clearly, it's safer to be there and be in a tree of defense than for me to be walking around the commoners because someone who may know who I am for real may call me out. Someone may know who I used to be and I may walk into a moment and I'm so vulnerable. I, it's like they, they'll just take advantage of me. I would like to suggest to many of us in our listening ear today that many of the trees that you and I are in, we went up there because it was the safest place for us to be. We went up there because... Really, it was an advantageous position. I'd like to ask you the question, who put the tree there in the first place? Stick with me, we're going somewhere. Who put the tree there in the first place? Uh, the answer simply, clearly to that is God. I believe that the tree was put there strategically so that Zacchaeus could climb it and get to this moment where Jesus would see him and redemption and saving would be his best friends. I would also like to submit to the church on today that some of the trees that you and I have in our lives were put there by God as strategic places so that we could find help in life's challenging situations. What do you mean, Pastor? 
McBride. How can a treehouse of pride, guilt, and, uh, 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 and defense be a place where God would want me to be? Can I suggest to you that uh, guilt in and of itself is not a bad thing? Mm -hmm. A tree of guilt is not a bad place. It's a, uh, in fact, psychologists say that healthy guilt, listen to me clearly, is telling us that we need to do something different in order to repair relationships or repair a situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But unhealthy guilt, unhealthy guilt, that purpose is only to make us feel badly for illegitimate reasons. You, you, okay, 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 so, so, so you might think, okay, well, that's, that's a tough one, but can I, can I talk to you about the tree of education real quick? Pastor, what do you mean, the tree of education? How could that be a bad? Well, well, let's be clear. The sycamore tree was not a bad place. The tree itself was not a bad thing. It was not, it, it was not, it, it was not like the, 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 knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil in the garden where they were not supposed to go. It was the tree where he went in order to see God. It was strategically put there, as we've said, so that he could find help in life's challenging situations. I'd like to suggest to you that education is necessary, even imperative. Studies show that uh, uh, of the world uh, shows that uh, your earnings increase with the more education that you get. However, the Bible says if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have absolute faith and I can move mountains, uh, but have not love, I'm nothing. The dangers of too much education lend to pride, vanity, and unhealthy and an unbalanced life. Can I just share another tree with you real quick? The tree of denial, you see. Denial gets tossed around as an evil thing. You, we love to point out that our enemy coming against us, they're in denial. They don't know the issues that they're dealing with and they're projecting them on me. They're venting on me. But can I share with you something about denial that is a fact? Denial is not a bad thing. Initial, psychologists say, initial short-term denial can be a good thing. Giving you and I time to adjust to pain or a stressful issue so that we can handle it the right way. Mm -hmm. This is how some people make the right decisions in the midst of something crazy going on because they don't immediately recognize how wild it is, but then when they do, they're able to put their ducks in the row. They line themselves up right. Muscle memory kicks in because in that short-term moment of denial of the situation, they figured out how to get over it, Marilyn, uh, but unhealthy denial. Well, we kind of all know what that means. Being in denial for too long can prevent you from dealing with issues that require action. I'd like to suggest to you today, guys, that some of us have prolonged time in trees that God set up as strategic points for us to get over life's challenges, and now we are angry too often. We're in denial of our own help. We eat too much. We don't make wise decisions simply because when Christ came to us to tell us, come down from our trees of advantage, we stayed there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
When Christ came to us and performed a miracle and showed you and I, I know who you are, I'll call you by name. Many of us stayed in the tree still because, let me share with you, because the people we fear most are also down there with Christ. That's right. If Zacchaeus is going to come down and go hang out with Christ, he's also got to come down and hang out with those that don't like him and those that are unhappy that he called for their taxes just yesterday. He's got to also come out and be around people that are looking over him because he is the short man in the group. Zacchaeus had probably some real short man complexes going on. I bet you he drove a big, a big chariot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say he drove a big Cadillac, but we're going to keep it in Bible days. He had the biggest horse that anybody had ever seen, Dave. He, his house was big. Bible says he was wealthy, so I, I promise everything about him was big, but he was just a little stone in all of it. But he stayed there. Can I talk to you guys about another reason why we stay in trees? The reason why many of us stay in the trees of comfort that we stay in, that Christ is actually calling us out of, is because we got more than we expected when we climbed that tree. What do you mean, preacher? Well, Zacchaeus decides, I'm going to climb this tree. I'm going to go see uh, Jesus. Uh, I want to take a look at him. And when he climbs this tree, you see, he got he went, he went up there just to see, but he actually got an audience with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he, a little more than he actually uh, went up for. He, he went up there just to, to see and get a, a bird's eye view of what was going on. Instead, he actually got an interview with God. I don't know about you, but that's, that, that's pretty good. He, he went up there just to see, and, and, and in just his seeing, not only did he get an interview, uh, not only did he get a, 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 an audience with God, but he also got God to want to stay with him. He got more up there than he bargained for. I need to help you understand this. The reason why some of us are still in some of our trees is because it paid more than we thought it would pay. You keep that anger going on and even the people you don't want to be around you will stay away from you. You stay in that tree house. Uh, uh, well, 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 Pastor, you called it a tree house. What do you mean? I'd like to suggest to the listening ear that many of us have stayed in these trees so long they've become our houses. What do you mean, preacher? I don't be hanging out with my kids' place and, uh, and, and putting up signs that say no girls allowed in this treehouse, in this clubhouse. No, you, 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 you might not actually do that, but you will make sure that certain people don't come into your treehouse. You see, Zacchaeus staying up on, in this treehouse kept him away from his enemies, but it also kept them away from enjoying time with him or him enjoying time with them. Zacchaeus found some extra benefit of staying in this tree. It was safe. He got an audience with God. And if he stayed there, he'll continue to be safe. And maybe he could keep asking Jesus to do miracles. And Jesus to do great things for him and Jesus to do awesome things for him because I didn't ask Jesus to do the miracle of knowing my name and wanting to hang out with me. I just wanted to get a better perspective of who he was and so I climbed up here and so it's been better than I expected to be so I must stay in the dopamine effect of my treehouse because it feels better to be up here. 
than down there with many of us. This is why we all struggle with different kinds of things from anger to certain kinds of sins and different kinds of coping mechanisms because in one of life's challenges, you and I climbed a specific tree and now we're staying in that tree because of the benefits we believe it brings to us. There lies the difficulty in coming down. But can I suggest this to you as we get ready to wrap this up? Zacchaeus did not let his treetop advantage destroy his opportunity with Jesus. I'll say that one more time. Zacchaeus did not let his treetop advantage uh, destroy his opportunity with Jesus. They say opportunity comes once in a lifetime and you need to do whatever you can to grab it when it comes. But I'd like to suggest to the listening ear today that opportunities are all around us all the time. They come to those who really want them. In the process of coming down from your tree, you and I have to decide what do we really want out of life and what are we looking for? In Zacchaeus' situation, what Zacchaeus was really looking for, he was really looking for an audience with Christ, but he, it was disguised as just curiosity to see who he was. But when Christ showed up and showed him who he was, he came down to Christ as Christ called. I like to suggest to us today that one of the first things we need to do as we come down from our trees is when Christ calls, answer the call. Mm -hmm. When Christ calls you and I down, come down as he called. Now, preacher, that seems a little difficult. Christ calls me every Sabbath that I come to church and I walk out to church the same person. I will tell you, brothers and sisters, that takes some trust, and that takes, once again, recognizing what you want. And I'd like to suggest to us today that trying to play it safe all the time means that you and I will not get the things that we want. It will mean that we will stay in these tree houses and we will stay up there uh, 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 just kind of living outside of people. I want to take a look later on into the particular text. and I want you to see this thing that happens as I'm giving you reasons to come out of your tree. Jesus comes, calls him down. Zacchaeus comes down from the tree. He goes to his house and Jesus says, listen, man, I want to make you a better person. Paraphrase on the particular text here. And as he makes him a better person, what happens to everybody else around Zacchaeus? Pastor McBride's fears become true. Those of you who tried to play good Christians and were okay with the tax man being wealthy, here's the real part of the story. The Bible says that when he gives his life to Christ, he then goes out and gives back to everybody four times more than he took. Am I right? He's, he's as if I cheated anybody. Zacchaeus, you know you cheated some people. But, that, but that's what the text, he said, but if I cheated somebody, he said, I'm going to give them four times back, but if I cheated somebody, I'm, I'm going to give them some more. Uh, 
in, in my righteous mind, in, in my ministry mindset, I, I want to say to you, somebody out in your sphere of influence is missing some blessings that only you and I can give, but we can't give them because we're stuck in our trees and we're not going to come out. Somebody in your neighborhood right now can get an opportunity to have a saving relationship with Christ or understand or get some help in an issue that they're dealing with, but because you and I are sometimes too good to be hanging around with those kinds of people or, or, or we just don't like those kinds of people, they're not going to get the blessing. That simply means that if you're maintaining an anti-social attitude, you have not come in contact with Jesus yet and he hasn't called you by name. When Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name, he then comes, goes to his house, he then turns around, and he's not antisocial anymore. And he's got enough wealth to bless someone else. When Jesus asks us and calls us by name and tells us to come out of your tree, you and I can't be thinking, my tree feels better than an audience with God. We can't be thinking, my tree house feels better than coming to a relationship with God. Zacchaeus was up there and he, he probably sang the song that Many churches have sang before when God called his name. He said, oh, better is one day in your court. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your court, Lord, than thousands elsewhere. When Zacchaeus heard God call him by name, and recognize that all his life he had been looking for this man he had been looking for somebody who loved him like how Jesus was showing him he loved him because I promise you no one looked in Zacchaeus's eyes and, and tried to have a relationship with him they were just like me when I started this message I don't like the tax collector so he's going to keep his way but I promise you if the IRS were to send me a a a a a a check right now, Ian, saying, hey man, we took too much money from you. <laughs> Sue, you know, what, you know what my fight is gonna be? My fight is gonna be, Lord, do I return tithe on this? Or because did I return tithe before? That's my fight. That's going to be my, my, my thing going on. But I'm not going to be looking at the tax guy like, no, 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 that's not right. Your math is off. Somebody could get a blessing from you if you come down from your treehouse. Get out of that depression. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it like, oh, it's so simple. I want to be clear. Some of these trees that you and I in are, are in is going to take some literal uh, uh, professional help to step out of shame. Some literal professional help to step out of denial and step out of depression. But I need you to know God is calling you by name and saying, hey, come out, come out of your tree of pseudo help and, and fake uh, relief. I need you to understand your tree of alcohol, your tree of sexual perversion, your tree of, of anger uh, and, and defense. That's not the tree I've called you to go. 
Oh, but I could think of a tree. And a man who was clear on his purpose with his tree. His name is Jesus. And when he went to his tree, I need you to understand, even Jesus came down from his tree. He went up as our sin and came down as our Savior. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah, church. He went up as our sin price and came down as our Redeemer. He went up as the mistake and came down as the Messiah. That is who Christ was. And I need you to understand, you can be Jesus to somebody else if you just come down from your tree of comfort. If you just come down from your tree of comfort. Because I need you to understand, you're not as antisocial as you'd like for the rest of us to believe. Yes, I know you're an introvert and I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But, but, but no man is an island unto himself. And we are our brother's keeper. Someone can get saved. But if you're able to look past people and not want the good for them, it's okay. Jesus has just not come to your tree yet. But I need you to know when he does and he calls you by name and he says, Patty, Olga, Selena, Daniel, Captain Peel, Come down from your tree. Don't let a miracle of God go to waste. He's calling you to help save someone else. To help give someone else some extra love. Be bold, be strong, but come down from your tree. The rest of the song racks up. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, but a happy man was he. For he had seen the Lord that day, and a happy man was he. Father God, in the building today, are people who, when we hear you call our name, we want to come out of our trees of comfort. Lord, some of us have been in there too long, God. They're not just regular trees. We're not on branches anymore, Father. We're literally hanging up there. We've got uh, uh, curtains up. We've got rooms in our trees, Father. And we are away from others. But Father, you called Zacchaeus down, not just so that you could save him, but so he could help save someone else. So call us by our name this week, Lord. Have an intimate moment with us, Jesus. So we can see you as our loving Lord and Savior who wants the best for us. Help us to come down, God, and give you the best of who we can be and share it with someone else. Thank you, Father, for helping us move when you call us by our name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.